Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat. Really excited about this guest. This guest is actually one of the podcast favorites. Um, he's the owner and founder of Elevation Athletics. He started uh, his own player development business after a successful career, uh, including a great college stop at Long Beach State. Um, always excited to have him on, uh, you know, to talk about his first year in business, as well as his uh, second annual camp that he just had uh, last month that uh, reached media outlets, including the Good Day Sacramento. Once again, it's always straight talk when this guy is on. One of my favorite people, Drew Cobb. Welcome back to the show. My God, my God. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me back. Again, this is my, what, third time? Third time, man. I'm trying to tell you, the people love you. We were just talking about it before we started <laughs> recording. People love you, man. You have, like, right. I, I think the fourth fourth highest downloaded and the 17th downloaded. So you got you got two of the top 20 spots, man. That, that's beautiful. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad to be back. What's going on? Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, like usual, I just want to get right into it. But first and foremost, congrats on all the success you've had both uh, in life, you know, on and off the court, man. Congratulations on everything. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, for real. Thank you. You got it, man. Uh, you know, it's always good to give the proper due and flowers, you know, while we're here, man. So I just want to give that, you know, always want to start it off that way. Uh, let's get right into it, though. Elevation Athletics and your first year in business. Uh, you know, for people who don't know, you all can, you know, look him up. Drew Cobb had a, you know, obviously phenomenal career. He's a young fella, just literally just finished up his college playing career a year plus ago. But yeah. um, but obviously segued into his own business. Talk to me about this first year in business, man. Um, it's been it's been a it's been great, man. Honestly, it's I have no there's nothing really negative for me to say about the first year. I was coming into it. I was prepared for kind of everything no I wasn't prepared for everything but I was willing to go through whatever I had to go to go through to make this work you know what I mean and I just referred back to my basketball career as people know was extremely up and down with you know not knowing where I was going to be uh, on whose team next or whose roster next or was I going to get a scholarship was I going to start so just going through all that with basketball and that career coming into this one it was like okay I'm ready for the roller coaster I know it's not a perfect straight line but that's the beauty of of it you know what I mean and that's with every situation in life it's just kind of up and down and you learn as you go and learn as you grow you know what I mean so it's been great it's been great I like that you know what it's I know we just started I don't mean to get heavy you know really early but let's talk about that actually you, you hit you hit a few spots already I wanted to discuss is adversity mm -hmm. I, I hear adversity in that you know when it comes to the ups and downs the roller coaster right yeah. um and I know a lot of these kids are going through it um, I mean, this isn't exactly why I brought you on today, but I mean, we could yeah, but obviously you definitely uh, could speak to it, you know, being that you went through it personally, right? The, the, the source, I always say you always got to consider the source and you are the best source. So um, fighting through that adversity, talk to me about um, how that adversity has helped you when it comes to this first year in business, like, like you kind of alluded to, but talk about how you were able to fight through that adversity. Man, um, <laughs> uh, if you know my, if you know my story, you know, Clearly, I've dealt with I've, I've been put through a lot of situations that deal with adversity and having to overcome situations that seem impossible to do so. Uh, so just using that, man, going into this first year of business venture, also being my first year in the adult world, you know what I mean? Of not playing 
basketball and having bills and and figuring life out as an adult post basketball career. Who who am I as a person? It, all while trying to launch a business is extremely extremely tough. And more so, bro, the, the most adversity I dealt with was really mentally, if I'm going to be honest with you, figuring out my emotions and, and understanding who I am and understanding how to deal with myself and, and the things I feel on a daily basis was probably the toughest thing I, I had to learn how to overcome. You know what I mean? And not no, really, absolutely. it's not really overcoming because it's a constant thing. It's just, it, it, this is going to be what it is for the rest of life because everybody has most. So it's just like, you got to figure out how you how you deal with those best and once i did that it, it the ride just became so smooth after that it was cool but but that was probably the toughest part i had to to learn and, and learn how to overcome was the emotional roller coaster that comes with everything for sure talk to me about like you just discussed or like you just brought up i'm sorry that uh, uh about being able to have an identity outside of being a basketball player yes you're in the basketball uh, realm still but outside of being a basketball player right um, um, a lot of, uh, and I think I spoke about this on the podcast before the last one I did, but everybody that's an athlete can understand and know when you're growing up playing basketball, man, yeah, being a basketball player is who you are. And that's all you really want to be as a kid. I didn't want to be nobody else. I wanted to be a basketball player and I love basketball and I'm trying to be an NBA player and that's it, you know, but as we all know, basketball doesn't last forever, no matter who you are at some point, you're going to have to stop and look in the mirror and say, okay. Basketball was what I do, but it's not who I am. You know what I mean? So, and, and thankfully growing up in my house, my household and the village that surrounded me and, and uh, raised me and helped raise me, man, they always reminded me that I'm a multi-dimensional person. Like I'm a basketball player, but I do other things well too. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so they they always were, were good with reminding me that basketball is what you do. It's not who you are. And, and they would continue to remind me that too after I, uh, graduated and, and was trying to figure out life and my first year not playing and I was struggling, man. I was, to be honest with you, I was struggling figuring out who I was without going to practice every day, going to weights every day. Do I still have the discipline I thought I had without being forced to go to weights and practice and, and all that other stuff? So it was tough, man. But having a village around you reminding you, you know, you're you're fine without that is the biggest thing to me and being confident and and and, and doing the work to let to to make you believe that stuff. Not only let people tell you that you know you you're you're a great person and and you have your own identity outside of this game, but um, doing the work to believe it too was the biggest thing. Let me ask you this: I know you know ball's life, but ball's not life. If you had to do it all over again, I mean, I know we're not doing it great, but say if you had a time machine, obviously you you, huh? you didn't know what you didn't know. Would you have probably maybe? obviously you were committed to the game. That's why you got to where you got to very few people were able to play at where you, where you got to, and even had an opportunity to play professionally overseas. Right. So uh, you definitely, you know, got to where you wanted to get to, but would you have probably spent a little bit more time, maybe uh, some of your energy and time on, on matters outside of basketball or, or, you know, maybe a goals or, or other aspects outside of basketball, if you had to do it all over again. Um, I probably would, man. I'd probably dive deeper into my talents outside of just the basketball floor. Because we all have them. Everybody, it's not just one thing you do. I mean, if you're talented in a classroom in a certain subject, that's a talent you have, you know what I mean? A God-given talent. I would probably just spend more time, and I don't have any regrets really, but if I had the chance to go back and do something, I would just pour more into the other sides of myself that uh, were naturally gifted, you know what I mean? 
And I no. and one one thing I do say though, I will for sure I would have put those pads on and I would have been playing safety and receiver for sure. No, I don't like to use the word regret you that just for some reason I can't think of another verbiage to 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 describe it, but I get what you're saying. I mean, I just wanted yeah. to obviously put it out there. There's obviously more than hoop. Doesn't mean that you know you're shortchanging your uh you know your potential on the basketball court, but you gotta right. obviously put it put, you gotta be fair to yourself and right you know, put that same time outside, you know, work on yourself as well as yourself off the court is what I was, what I was trying to get to. Right, right, right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's uh, let's 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 go ahead and pivot back into the business, though. Like I said, it's it's hard when you're on when you're on the pod, man. You're like a there's so many topics I want to hit with you, but I'm gonna, right. try, I'm gonna try to stay on path here. So let's get yeah. to Ele- elevation athletics. Like I said, so talk to me about the range of players that you, that you were that you were working with this first year specifically. Um, this first year specifically, I think the oldest I got to was soft, or actually, no, what the oldest I got to was senior. But majority of my my uh, my players uh, were younger, probably eighth and seventh grade the most. I'd say probably eighth grade was probably the most popular age that I had. Being and that, that's kind of what was at my first camp too, so it makes sense. But yeah, usually middle middle school was the dominant um, clientele that I had this first year for sure. Gotcha. And let me ask you this: What areas of the game do you feel that you were able to impact the most with the players that you did train? Mm, that's. Uh, it's dependent because every player is different. Every player needs a different thing. And I don't, I don't train players uh, one certain way and every player does the same thing. You know what I mean? If I, I have a, for example, if I have a player who's already naturally a shooter, I check their film out and what they do and their role on their team and their whole life has been to shoot the ball. I'm not going to necessarily, you know, y- you won't, you won't come to me and I'm not going to be worried about, something way outside of your your range or your skill range or what you do you know what i mean and and then it depends on what the client wants too so if a parent if these are kids so if i have a parent who's saying i want them to be able to you know work on their defensive skill set going into high school getting ready to play at the next level then that's what i'm going to focus on and then i'm going to keep everything else sharp you know what i mean but it's different for every player everything ranges differently so i probably couldn't give one specific answer on that because every player just needs something different yeah, it was uh, it's customized to the each individual needs. Then was right, there right. W- was there one skill set that, that you found to uh, come up more than others that you that you worked on um, as a whole with everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say defense probably. Uh, that's probably the most uh, problematic thing of this younger generation who's growing up playing basketball because it's just not popular, bro. Simple and nobody wants to do it. It's hard. And it's boring and nobody finds joy in that. And, and you don't get praise from that from people in the stands or the crowd. Uh, parents don't care about that. Friends don't care if you get a game-winning steal or a game-winning deflection. Things That's not an important, flashy, pretty topic. So the constant in every kid that I've trained so far has been all of you need to really invest in the other side of the ball, really, honestly, because a lot of people also don't know that that's what's going to take your take your game the furthest. You know what I mean? Especially in a generation where all we see on on NBA screens is people look at what happened last night, right? What do we have? 70, 40, 62, <laughs> and 30. Like what, what? it's a normal thing now. It's not a it's not a standout thing. So if you think you're an eighth grader coming up and 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 you wanna all you wanna do is average 25 and be the star player on the team, it's just it's just not realistic. And and I don't and I'm not please don't take this the wrong way as if I'm dimming your light or telling you something you can't do. You can for sure do that. But 
it comes down to what do you want out of this game? Do you want to play at the Division One level? Do you want to play pro? Okay, so what, what we should do is sharpen things that everybody else on this floor doesn't do to get you eyes and that and that uh, I know from experience, coaches at the highest levels respect and want. You know what I mean? You may not you may not want that now, but I'm telling you, if you start at seventh grade and master both sides of the ball or, or master your defensive skill set, the boring things in basketball, fundamentals, intangibles, playing hard, diving on the ground, getting deflections, staying in the stance on defense, just boring stuff like that that no one thinks about. I promise you, you'll get to the goals of where you want to go while also scoring the ball. Nobody said you can't score 25. I just want you to focus on the uh, a well-rounded basketball player. And you know what? And that's speaking from someone that literally uh, got to Long Beach State being primarily a, a defensive player. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I mean, a lock, lockdown huh. defensive player. In fact, you know what's funny is you came back, I don't know if it was, I think it was the summer before your senior year. You were working out with Sam a lot. Uh, and I remember Kai was was going to a lot of his trainings. And I remember at the end of the, you know, at the end of, uh, you know, the, the training, you know, the, the, you guys have a little run. And I just right. remember seeing, and I was watching, you know, of course, you know, the coaches were playing against the kids, so you guys weren't taking it serious on them. But I, I was watching you, and I was like, man, I literally forgot how shifty this dude is. Like, like you, I mean, obviously, you could get a bucket, but, I, right. but it's different in college because just because you were scoring to 25-30 in high school, I don't want to get too off the topic, but 25-30 in, in high school or whatever, or whatever it may be, it's, it's a different ball game when you get to college. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And that's what I try to tell my my clientele, my kids, my players, and my parents now is like the scoring is flashy, but I'm telling you, you may get in a role where they don't need you to do that just because you're brand new, you're, you're a rookie, a freshman, or whatever the case might be. And I have a 25-year-old grad transfer who averages 35. What do I need a 17-year-old to come in here and average 15 for? You know what I mean? So if you don't know how to play basketball outside of scoring and offense and the flashy things, then you 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 just simply won't last that that long in this game. That's speaking from somebody who got as far as I did strictly off of defense, strictly, strictly yeah, every role every role I've had, every team I've been on, I've never been the number one go to guy. Even though I know I've I have that in my bag. If you ask people around Sacramento who worked out with me or played ones with me or played in a run, they know I have a bag. I can get a bucket, but. It's just in my role that I've ended up on on teams that didn't need me to do that. So the role was to be a winner and for us to win. I had to play a defensive side of the ball, and that too took me there. So there's different options you can do to get to where you want to go for sure. Absolutely, man. Hopefully some some of y'all caught that. He did say 25-year-old grad transfer, you know. I think yeah, I think I, I did that'll sink in later on, Drew. I think that'll sink in later on to him. I think you know, some people won't understand that. They'll have to rewind the pod for that one. Uh-huh. It's okay. We'll, we'll we'll let them catch it. They could DMS DM us afterwards, Drew, about that one. Okay. Uh let me ask you this. <laughs> that being said, uh I was gonna ask you, what do you feel your niche was, your specialty? Because obviously a lot of great player development specialists out here. I know you were able to work with a, a lot personally as a player. Uh, also, uh, you know, continue that relationship even afterwards. Um, you know, obviously Sacramento, there's a lot, you know, a lot of talented uh, uh, player development specialists out here. But um, when it comes to your niche or your specialty, specialty, do you feel defense is it? For sure, I'd say defense would be my niche, my specialty, and skill skill set wise, um, I would definitely say defense would be my my niche um, of what I I know. I can do at the highest level for sure. And what I think is the easiest thing to take a player's game to the next level. And especially in this, like I said earlier, in this day and age for you to stand out, it's the, it's the best recipe for it. 
And then the other thing that I would say would makes me stand out would be um, the just my relationship with the kids and understanding that I'm, you know, when you come train with me, I always, for example, I tell my kids, don't you don't have to call me coach, you can just call me Drew. You know what I mean? I don't want to be mm. uh, the number one thing I present to parents and these kids right now is relationship. It's like this is more than just, uh, like I always say, it's more than basketball. So I don't want to come off as just a coach, trainer, collect your money and go. I want to create a real relationship with these young kids. These kids are young and they need role models. And and um, we don't have many of them that are my age, realistically. We don't have any 23, 24, 25, mid-20-year-olds that are close to these 17, 18, 19-year-old seniors and whatnot that are showing them how to live, how to be a man, how to how to do things the right way. You know what I mean? Outside of basketball. And basketball is too, but but more importantly, I think my that's what sets me apart is I care about these kids outside of the floor. Where I'll, you know, if you want to, some days I'll come in and think they're training and I'll say, never mind, let's just go get some food. Let's just go chop it up, get some food. Let's go to a movie. Let's go do something fun. And it, again, reminding them that there are people outside of this. You know what I mean? And then for them that they can count on, some, they have a older brother or a, a mentor that they can count on or call when they're in trouble or they need some advice or help. You know what I mean? Just things like that. I think that's huge. I mean, honestly, I, I, it, for some may think that's just like a, you know, I guess a little aspect, but it's not because the thing is you're not too far for, removed, right? You literally right. just got done playing college ball a year ago. Right. Um, a, lot of pe- a lot of these high school kids relate to you, middle school kids. You're right. young, you're, you, you know, you, you're hip to them still. You yep. speak the same language, same lingo, same everything. And so, yep. uh, you know, for, when it comes to them truly being comfortable um, in building that relationship, that's a huge advantage for you, you know? Like I said, you're, you're not you're not too far removed from where they're from where they're at, you know, or what, from what they're going through. Um, right. And you could definitely you could definitely relate. Um, it's funny because I was telling you once again before we started, this is that, you know, one of my good friends uh, wants you to start working with, with, his, with his son. And that's mm-hmm. literally what he echoed. I, I mean, literally like word for word that, you know, the fact that he knows that you'd be able to relate to, you know, some of the struggles he's going through, you know, mm-hmm. good and bad. Right. And so now I think I think, I think that's a that's a huge um, niche. Um, that you're able to provide and it's genuine, you know, it's not like it's, you know, some type of tactic, right. It's just who you are. Um, And I think also locally, man, I mean, and obviously you're, you know, big up pops, uh, you know, you you guys have a great reputation, your whole family, you know, um, everybody. In fact, uh, your, uh, your brother's here too, right. He's he's at the local church. You too, right. Is he still there? Yeah. 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 Man, look at you. You guys are all over, man. So uh, no, I mean, locally, you know, it's also nice too, that it's uh you guys, the reputation is a great reputation is a great family and um, someone that, you know, you'd want to uh, be connected to, you know? So, um, and uh, that's, then that's great that you're able to provide these families that man, to be honest with you. Um, let me ask you this. Now I'm not trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> I know you work with a lot of you know, players, but was there um, any specific player or players? Do you think that you made the most significant uh, uh, improvement on uh, improvement with, I'm sorry, or maybe, uh, you know, the, the biggest impact on quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. I would like to take a moment to introduce Angie Verdusco with EXP Realty, your go-to realtor for unparalleled expertise with a track record of guiding investors to lucrative properties and making dream homes a reality for house hunters. Angie brings a wealth of experience to the table, fluent in both English and Spanish. She ensures seamless communication. Explore the Yuba Sutter and Sacramento markets with confidence. Follow Angie on Instagram at Angie Verdusco Realtor. Again, that's Angie Verdusco Realtor for a glimpse into your future home journey.
I know you actually, you know what? Uh, you work with my with my cousin's uh, son, Malachi. Yeah, I was in the, he, yeah, that was the first name I thought of. Um, Seriously? Yeah, yeah, no, that was the first okay. name. And, and also, some of this depends on who I've been working with the longest or I've had the chance to make an impact on the longest, you know what I mean? And these guys that I'm mentioning um, are guys that have started with me from the jump and have stayed consistent and stayed disciplined and dedicated to getting better, and they want to get better, you know what I mean? So Malachi... Hollingsworth would definitely be definitely be at the top of that list, um, along with others as well. But just to shine some light on him, man, uh, I got with him when he was in eighth grade, um, and he really was. He came to the first camp, and that's how that's how I met him. Was him coming to the first camp, and he played for my dad over at Smedberg. But I never had a relationship with him. I just knew he was on my dad's team. Uh, but he started working with me uh, in the middle or end of his eighth grade year and all the way up until now. And he's made great strides, man. Great, great strides. Um, he's also super naturally, you know, gifted physically, super long arms, where it's like a size 14 and whatnot. But that's neither here nor there. Skill set wise, man, he's come a long way, long way. He uh, When I got him, he didn't really know how to use his, <laughs> use his body. He's still growing, still is now, I'm still learning now, but he's probably been the most consistent, most hardworking kid I've had. Uh, and and there's others too. Uh, Cardell, I would say Cardell is another one. Um, he's been doing, he, he's one of my first defensive clients I've had. And little Cardell is a, is a workhorse. He just outworks everybody, everybody that's with him. And he's, and he wants to, and the constant factor with all these kids that work the hardest that are at the top of this list that I'm naming, all of them want to do it. I don't really have to work too hard when they come in the gym, they know what time it is and they have, a a language that we both speak of of just being a dog and wanting to get better and not caring what you got to do to get there if that means you got to run five seventeens in a row and throw up in the trash can and keep going then we're down to do that you know what i mean all these kids just want to get better but i'll definitely say malachi malachi hollingsworth would be at the top of that list for sure along with cardell hey i'm not sure if uh uh, Previn has told you any, any Al Bundy stories, but you, you got to believe some of it, man. His dad was highly skilled as a basketball player, man. I'm not yeah. sure if you got into any conversation <laughs> with him, but no, hey, uh, hey, P, P was a problem. I'm trying to tell you, he was a oh yeah, no man, scores at all three levels, right, left hand, bully. He was really big. No, see, I promise you, <laughs> hey, I can't wait for him to hear this. <laughs> hey, no, hey, 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 I wouldn't lie, Previn. I, hey, P, yeah. I got you, Cuzzo. Now, yeah. hey, I promise you, hey, he was a walking thirty piece. I'm telling you, he was not. Oh yeah, he was nice, bro. He I'm telling you. Didn't tell me he was a walking thirty. He didn't oh no. No, because he's humble. He was humble. He yeah. just did his thing. Yeah, no, I promise you. He just, yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, he just wouldn't leave the court. You know, especially you know, when you know I, he didn't get too far when it comes to organized ball. He'll tell you, but when it comes to um, you know, pickup, you know how it is when you back then uh -huh. we played at we played at Mather, you know, the old Air Force yeah. base, and yeah. and in the morning, and yeah, you, you know, you lose, you just go home. You know, the Saturday runs, you ain't getting back on the court. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, 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 back on. But no, he, he was nice, man. So uh, if he picks up any of his dad's skill set and continues to, he'll be all right, man. That's for yeah. sure. I think obviously, you know, physically he's gonna be, you know, I think he's really taller than P. Uh, but you know, P. You know, he's stocky, you know, and I know I know it's only a matter of time before, uh, you know, Malachi gets that, too. So, um, no, that's 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 dope, man. He's only a freshman, right? He's Malachi? He's playing uh, varsity over at Fortune. Fortune now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, freshman. What's the young lady I see you put up a lot? I mean, I, I believe she's at Sheldon, right? I, I, yeah, see, I know you work with the ladies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Christy. Uh, actually, I have to train her tomorrow or uh, Thursday this week, actually. But no, yeah. Christy has been. Man. Uh, she's probably one of my favorites. I can't lie. Uh, just because she's such an easy, easy player to coach. She's just so 
she's so disciplined and she she wants to work hard and she listens. It's just so easy to teach. It's a one-time thing. I tell her, tell her what to do one time, it's right away. Boom. And if she doesn't understand something, she's asking questions. Okay, how do I do this? Why am I doing this? Boom, boom, boom. It's it's simple. You know what I mean? And that's all coaches really want is a player that's easy to coach and, and wants to learn. And that's the full embodiment of who Christy is. So she's been doing great too. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned her. I, I forgot about her. That is my bad. But yes, Christy is one of my favorites and she's one of the most disciplined out of all of them too. And probably might be a little more disciplined than the boys if I'm not, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> she's done the most, she's probably done the most 6 a.m.s and has not been late one time. So mm. Yeah, that's love too. I always see you. I see you always, uh, you know, popping up to our games. I, I, you know, that's yeah. always love to see that. I like, like, you know, kind of just once again going back to what you alluded to and being more than basketball, right? Being there, uh, right. you tr- tr- truly supporting and genuinely seeing. It. Plus, it's also nice to see um, them implement, you know, what they've been working on. You know, that, I mean, yeah. I know obviously as, as a development specialist, that's what you do it for. We ain't doing this just to do it in front of cones, right? We're doing this to obviously <laughs> right. during the, during the game. So um, that's right. obviously got to be satisfying for you to see that. Absolutely. That's what we do it for. Like you said, is to, you know, from from my personal game would only just to be to see her, you know, better her craft and get to where she wants to go with following her dreams. But and then also it's just to be there to support them. That's all. It's just that's all I want to come off as to say, hey, man, I'm here to support you in whatever you need. However, I can help you. If that's me being at the games and, and you seeing that I'm here or sitting front row or being a mouse up in the stands, whatever you need. Um, I, I just want to be here to support our, the kids, man. Uh, man, I love I love to hear it, man. So uh, obviously, ready hearing some of the great success from some of the players. You know, some, you know some specific players out there. I'm pretty sure there's many more. So don't get mad at, at Drew. Uh, right. You know, uh, <laughs> but you just wanted to highlight just a few. Uh, you can blame me for that. Don't blame Drew. Uh, but um, I know, uh, like I said, a lot lot of wins this first year for Elevation Athletics. Uh, what are some you know, I guess key victories? I feel like we should we should celebrate success every step. You know, I think that's one thing. I, you know, when it comes to you know my every aspect of my life, I feel like I've always looked at such the end, the end goal. And that was always my, my target that I didn't really appreciate the little minor victories along the way, which I, I wish I would have. And now that I am, you know, with now my future goals, I'm doing for sure. So what would you say are some, uh, some of the wins for elevation athletics in year one? Um, Seeing, seeing these kids who believe in me and trust me to get them better is obviously a win for me. Uh, I didn't realize I had such a, uh, youth following i'd say in sacramento so seeing all the kids that wanted to train right away and were interested and the parents that believed in it and and were interested that was really 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 meant a lot to me because i just had no idea that there were so many that were with me you know what i mean and wanted to see me grow and and uh see my business develop as well that were believers in the product i was putting out well so that was really really cool and obviously these camps man these camps have been great I love the camps right now. The camps are the huge wins for me because I feel like it's a it's a good thing I'm doing for the community and, and it gives the kids a chance to be seen. And I'm providing a space that's affordable and, and not too, it's not a lot of stress involved in coming. And, you know, it's just a good time. It's super fun. So I'd say the camps are really my number one right now. And seeing my kids develop their game and reach their mini goals too, their little baby wins that they want, you know, whether that's making a team or, getting that averaging two rebounds or, or averaging 10 points, seeing them achieve that and seeing the success on their faces after and seeing them happy after they win a championship and coming up to me trying to take a picture with the banners, like th- those are the wins for me. That's where I feel like it all pays off. What are some uh, specific goals you have for, you know, Elevation Athletics in, in year two? Mm. Specifically, um, hmm. Hmm. 
let me think. Uh, obviously, the general answer would be to be keep to keep growing, but I really, really, really want to attack the girl side of the game too. I want to get my my female basketball clientele up for sure because I, there's a lot of talent out here on this girl side, and a lot of them get diminished or. It's just a lot of people aren't paying attention to it. You know what I mean? I want to bring light to the girls' side of basketball here too, for sure. Not only Sacramento, but obviously I'm going to start in my city and help them as much as I can. But and eventually going, you know, growing farther out of Sacramento after that, for sure. But definitely to focus on the girls' side of the game too and get it up to 50-50 with the, with the guys, for sure. You know, I've always been a, a, a fan, you know, when it comes to like, you know, call, women's college basketball, uh, even WNBA. Uh, even, even locally high school. Right. But this, you know, obviously with a lot of popularity, you know, with when it comes to like, you know, South Carolina, uh, uh -huh. LSU, you know, obviously Angel Reese and all that. But I mean, I've been locked in. And to be honest with you, uh, women's basketball is just better overall basketball sometimes than men's basketball, in my Ooh. opinion. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I mean, right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people have to pay attention to the female side of the game right now. It's actually Probably, to me, it's the best it's ever been, especially, I mean, focusing on the college side. Uh, I've gotten a chance to watch a lot, being that I was in college and around it all the time and whatnot. But um, it's, it's like you said, to me, it's it's right. If it's not better, it's right there with it. Uh, fundamentally, they, they, the job is harder. If you think about it, the guys have the athletic ability to not have to do as many skillful things with the basketball that girls do. For example, what I mean by that is, if I drive and I'm a male, or if I drive and I'm a man, all I got to do, usually not everybody can do this, but generally I can just jump and, and drop the ball into the rim. You know what I mean? I don't really have to use an angle on the glass to make sure the ball goes in while somebody's trying to block my shot. If I see somebody trying to go up with me, I just jump as high as I can. And usually I'm, my forearm is touching the glass and I could just drop it in. Whereas a girl is five, seven, five, eight. And really having to perfect layups. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> like, yeah. You have to perfect layups. Layups aren't easy, especially if you're going up against a 6'4 girl who's trying to block your shot. That's just not, it's not easy. You know what I mean? So those are the parts of the game where I think they have it a little tougher. And the fact that they're really nice like that while, while embracing all of those other things that make the game harder for them is like top tier for me. So Definitely would love to shed light on the female side of the game for sure. They're going no, crazy. No, no doubt. They they're they got more fundamental shots. They can shoot better. I mean, I don't care about the size of the ball. Uh I mean, I would even <laughs> say higher IQ overall, because they have to think a little bit more. Uh, you know. And I mean, like I said, this is just my opinion. So don't bash me if y'all don't, yeah, don't yeah, agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't need no, you know, I don't need no crazy right. calls, texts, DMs on this. I'm just trying to say is just women's ba girls basketball is really good, you know, really good. And I think sometimes we overlook it, you know, and I think mm -hmm. uh, like right now, like you said, I think they're getting some, uh, they're getting a spotlight. Yeah. And they deserve it. No, nah, they deserve it. Lovely, they do. Yeah. And you know what else that they do a little bit better. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, man, I, and I'm saying this, I, nobody could get mad at me because I'm, I'm part of the men's basketball community. I'm, I'm talking down technically on myself right now, but they don't they don't whine and cry, man. It's just I love watching them play because it's just it's pure basketball. It reminds me of like a 08, 09, like a like a uh Lakers Celtics 0809 matchup. You know what I mean? Where it's just uh -huh. it's no crying, no whining, no flashy, nobody's tripping off of calls. It's you get fouled, oh well, get up, get a bucket. If not, get mad, get a stop on defense. Like like you know what I mean? 
it's just not as much flashing internet and want to be pretty and wearing two two uh, a leg sleeve and an arm sleeve and a headband and winking <laughs> in the crowd like you know what I'm saying just lace up and get a bucket you know what I mean it's not about all that other stuff for me you know what I mean so I, I enjoy girls basketball for that reason for sure gotcha so elevation athletics building the women's basketball side in year two as one of the goals yep yep for sure the main one Gotcha, gotcha. Let's get into this camp that you uh, you had mentioned uh, your your second annual Christmas Christmas camp. Yep. Um, you know, first and first first and foremost, talk to me about everyone that was involved in part of the camp because I know you had uh, you know a plethora of you know uh, guest players, coaches come in, uh, some trainers. You know, give them some love. Whoever you know who was able to make help you make it a success. Yeah. Um, so uh, I did my first one. I'm gonna be doing one every Christmas, and I'll be doing more, but. The one I want to focus on for now is the Christmas one, which is what we just did. And this time um, I brought in one of my best friends from uh, high school and middle school. Uh, his name is Barry Roseborough, and he has his own brand called Every Last Detail, his own training business as well. And we partnered on it and we just really wanted to do something to give back to the community. And then more importantly, shed light on what we spoke about earlier, having a, 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 being a complete basketball player. So we wanted for the camp we wanted to make it at both sides of the ball camp and i had barry focus on the offensive side of the ball and then i focused on the defensive side of the ball and uh it was really great man it was great it was really good um and i had a lot of fun too and i had my whole staff was all my homies man my teammates from sheldon if you would have came you would have just saw all familiar faces from sheldon pg just all my all my childhood friends man is who was working the camp with me so it was a great time it was great Gotcha. Uh, and you definitely made it affordable. I, I know you provided yeah. lunch, shirts. Yeah. I remember uh, I referred one of my friends, uh, Ernesto, to you for his son. And he uh -huh. was like, man, the lunch and shirt, I pretty much everything it was paid for, you know? I was like, yeah. yeah. You know, I was, yeah. yeah. So we provided, uh, we, we gave him, I gave him t shirts. I gave him Chick fil A catered for lunch. They had man. water Gatorade. They had, uh, we gave away, everybody left with a pair of Ethicas. Everybody left with a pair of Ethica socks. Uh, Marcellus, uh, excuse me, yeah, Marcellus Howard partnered with me as well, Backyard Legend. He pulled up, gave away a lot of shoes. I think we gave away a $1,200 pair of John Moran's for free. <laughs> we gave away, I think, like 10 pairs of shoes, and we gave away six pairs of jerseys, six jerseys, and then... Uh, I believe a couple more things, but just, just that alone. And it, it was what, it was $25 for the camp. So that's what that whole camp is for though. That's the whole thing is I want to do something to give back to the community, the kids in the community, but the parents too, you know what I'm saying? Doing it on around Christmas every year. I usually do it on the 23rd. I did it this year on the 23rd because I knew Christmas Eve was the next day. And um, usually if you're a, or from what I've seen growing up, I know parents are, trying to scramble, running around for those kids, trying to, you know, give them the best Christmas they can. And day before Christmas Eve, a lot of parents are out trying to, you know, get gifts and get things situated for Christmas for their kids. So I also wanted to do something for them where I could take the kids for what, half the day at least and give them time to breathe and just, you know, comfortably wrap gifts or go get gifts or do what they have to do, you know? Man, that, that dude, that is so dope. That's so meticulously thought out when it comes to, you know, everybody win-win. Uh, on top of all that, obviously, the kid's getting blessed with, you know, great meal, uh, you know, all supply, supplies with the merch. But they right. got good training on the court, you know, got right, better right. on the court. You know, obviously, worked with some great people. Um, and, you know, especially for these younger kids, 
they might think it, it was just a cool it, cool experience to see Marcellus, you know, wherever maybe. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys mm-hmm. they look up to. So um right. that's awesome. Let me ask you this. Uh was what were some things that you were able to implement and add on this uh second one that you weren't able on the first one, mm-hmm. if any? Uh well the first one we didn't focus on defense at all. So the first well yeah the first one was definitely more offensive offensively oriented and then uh just the structure of the camp how I ran it was a, a bit different this year. Um uh, but more mo- most importantly would probably be the defensive side and focusing a whole you know first half of the camp to specifically defense. You know what I mean? But while still making it fun and like what I mean by that is we still played ones you know after all the teachings but on the defensive portion the ones uh, to win, you had to get stops. So your stops were, were points. So, you know what I mean? It, it was just, it was cool to, to implement a side of the game. That's just not so popular and fun and find a way to make it an enjoyable for the kids and showing them a side that, Hey, this doesn't have to be so bad. You can enjoy this and it'll take you far within the game as well. You're making defense cool and defense. You're making something that's required anyways to be cool for these kids. You know, right, right. right, uh, right. What yeah. a lot of them have to see is this is it's not a if you if you fix your perspective on it and try to enjoy what you're doing, it's going to be cool, man. It's not that bad. And a lot of these guys, I mean, listen, I'm gonna give you some straight talk. Got to realize that uh, there's a lot of small guards out there. What's gonna make you any different than any other small guard, right? I mean, let's be, be honest. If you if you're not a six five six six point guard or or two, what makes you any different? Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying it's like, what, how are you standing out? What, if you think averaging 30 is a, is a standout, it's standout for, for high school, but I'm telling you, coaches, when they come to watch your games, are not surprised and, and, oh my God, it's the best player in the world. If you're averaging 20 points a game, it's going to be like, oh, he's nice. He can score the ball. What else can he do? Will be the immediate follow up question. Does he know how to deny with the correct hand? Can he help teams win? Does Can he do whatever he has to do to win? Can he play a role? Because a lot of coaches are recruiting players not to come in and be a superstar. We're, we are recruiting you to come fill a role we need for you, uh, we need for our team to win. And then that's where a lot of players mess up is they, they think they're getting recruited to go average 35. They end up getting there, and the coach says, we need you to rebound the ball. And they get mad, and then the parents get mad, and then it's a whole, well, why would you bring me here and – we, you know, no, man, you guys have to be okay with playing a role and growing into being the superstar you want to be. You know what I mean? So that's where that defensive side comes in for sure. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit simplegardencbd.com. If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. I like that you're able to provide that, you know, like I said, this type of content 
and knowledge, you know, not only to these kids, but to these parents, you know, so they know what to expect. Because obviously, um, as parents, we have our own little goggles on, right? And yeah. we think our kids the best, but, <laughs> you know, once you start, I think the older they get to, I, I think you start seeing it, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you guys start seeing it, but especially, but you're working with them at a younger age, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, er, er, you know, everybody thinks their kid is the next, you know, right. uh, uh, Steph. In fact, I, I ran into a guy that, oh man, I felt kind of bad. I was trying to have this casual conversation with them. Um, in fact, my, my friend, uh, Javon, listens to this. He's going to know what I'm talking about. So I, I, we were having just casual lunch, and he started talking hoops with me, right? And I was just going to let it go, but he was talking about how his son was called, you know, <laughs> the Mexican Trey Young. I was like, okay, right? And the kid's uh-huh. in, 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 fifth, in fifth grade. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder. Obviously, you know, you love your son, right? But, you know, at that age, I mean, he, he you know, he's for sure going D1, da-da-da. Man, Drew, <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to hold back, man. But you know, right. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let him, um, obviously ha- have that. But I, I think, uh, because obviously, someone for me, I, you know, I didn't play college ball, wasn't uh-huh. nice like that. But, but someone like you, where uh, the you, you always gotta consider the source, right? And you just came from, a, you know, major college, had a great, you know, career. Uh, it means a lot more coming from you, right? Because because the, the credibility is there, and so the fact that you're able to um, implement that. And like, like like you said throughout this whole episode, it's not that we don't want you to get buckets. Getting buckets is good. You you know that's what that's the type of game that basketball is these days. Right. But, but if you're a lockdown defender, that that honestly you might just be you, you could probably get away with averaging 12, 13 points a game. If you're a lockdown defender, that might be yeah. what the coaches want. That what they're looking yeah, I mean, for. I mean, my senior. If you look at my senior year, I think I averaged like eleven and eight and five or something like that. Eleven points, eight rebounds, and five assists, man. And that's what got me my career. Now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, parents have to understand too that where it's like, I'm not shooting. We don't. I'm not. I don't want them to think I'm shooting a kid's dream down because parents, like you said, do have goggles on, and that's their child. So of course they're going to believe in their dream just as much as their child does, and I do too. But I, I'm just trying to give you an easier route to get there. No one's saying you can't average 20 or end up averaging 25. I just want to take what your end goal is. Okay, you want to average 20 now, but what do you want to do overall with basketball? I want to play pro. Okay, well, right now, we should probably focus on this and, and perfect one thing on the offensive side. Perfect your hand, perfect your handle. Never get turnover. Mm. Or or perfect a corner three. You never miss corner threes ever. And you and you pick up 94 feet. I guarantee that'll get your son, it'll it'll get you paid. It's going to get you paid. And as time goes on, there's so much time with this game that you have to work on. Man, you can turn into whatever player you want to be, but you have to give yourself the best chance. You have to have a platform to do that. And the platform is that scholarship to get you to college. Once you get that, then you can work on adding to your game and becoming that guy on that team. You know what I mean? But that's, um, no, that was good, man. That man, that's the first I heard that. I mean, at least first in person I've heard that. You know, obviously perfecting one thing and lockdown defender 94 feet. That's a meal ticket right there. I mean, I mean, like, like if you think like you're not going to be a LeBron at 12 years old, we haven't seen one since him. So it's just like you can get to you. I'm not saying you can't get to your dream of averaging 30 points, but it's just I just need to know what your overall goal is, man. If you want to play Division One, I'm going to tell you the easiest route to get there so you can then average 20 or whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's strong, man. Uh, let's talk about the exposure the camp received. I know specifically from Good Day Sacramento because I know they had to feel good. Um, and obviously it's always good. It's a, it's a good uh, way to promote your business. Talk to me about how that came about. 
Um, that came about, my pops hit me and he let me know, I think he let me know two days before the camp. He was like, Hey, uh, good day. Sacramento found out about your camp and they kind of want to, they want to come. Is it? I said, absolutely. For sure. I don't know how they heard, or I don't know <laughs> who told them or what, but by the grace of God, man, they, they found out about it, contacted my dad cause he has ties with them. So they got in contact with him for my dad forwarded them my number and then I was able to get them out to the camp for live coverage of the camp. And um, it was good, man. And I had like six other, had about six other separate cameras in the gym, just doing video and pictures and stuff. So I tried to give the kids as much exposure as I could. Um, also separating myself from others too. is just getting eyes on these kids for people to see, you know what I mean? And again, at a, at a price of almost nothing, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a good, I felt like it was a good turnout, man. And kids got yeah. some exposure. They were surprised with it too. I, when when good day Sacramento, they didn't know they were coming. I didn't tell anybody that they were coming. They just showed up. So when all the kids saw that the news was there, they were like, "Oh my god!" And then people started getting texts, and I started getting texts saying, "Hey, I saw you guys on the news. I saw you on the news and stuff." So it was cool, man. That's exactly what I wanted was just exposure for them to be seen. No, that's dope, man. That's dope. Hey, by the way, side note, that's how that conversation got started with that guy. He was telling me about how he his, 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 his he went he's paid all his money on this exposure camp and, and his son, you know, wins some three-point contests and he has, you know, college looking at him based off that. Drew, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm trying to be nice, brother. It took everything right. in me, man. It took everything right. in me. But you know what? Hey, I'm gonna let that dad have his moment, man. He was he, he was proud of his son. I'm gonna let him have that moment, man. Right. Um let me ask you this, uh, closing out is, uh, what's the outside of the, uh, cause it sounds like, you know, you're doing the big Christmas camps. It sounds like these camps are, you know, are, are so beneficial. Um, do you plan on having more even throughout the year? Yeah. So that's the goal next is, and honestly, I'm glad you asked that. Cause that'll probably be another one of my goals that I would have added on to that we spoke about earlier. I want to do more for sure. The Christmas camps are going to be the big staple, but I definitely want to do some in between, uh, more focused, more skill-based and more focused on individual things, probably with a smaller crowd, uh, maybe 30 kids or something not as big um, throughout the year. So like a spring break camp or back to school camps, just just individual little camps throughout the year um, that could also benefit the kids too. So that's another goal of mine. Uh, it's amazing. Something for everybody to look out for. That's for sure. Um, I know it's a very generic question, but I always like to close out with this before we get into some Q&A, which is a little bit different. Um, I always end with rapid fire Q&A. These are more like quick questions I got for you. But uh, uh, what are some short term? I know we talked about year one. I mean, year two goals. But uh, what are some short term 12 to 18 months and then long term goals three to five years for you with the business with the with the business specifically for the business? Yes. Uh, For the business, the small goals would be to obviously grow clientele grow my name, um, get more people to know who I am. And then more specifically, I want to get my own gym as soon as I can right away. Uh, something that I own, something that I have 24 seven access to where I can be more of service to these kids and be more available. You know what I mean? So number one goal right now would definitely be to, uh, get my own gym. And if anybody has any connects out there, feel free to hit me (laughs) for sure. I like that, man. Let's no, I like that. Let's end with some uh, rapid fire Q and A. Um, a little bit different than ones in the past. Uh, so, what are some non negotiables for players that want to play beyond high school? Non negotiables for players that want to play beyond high school. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of a one that I haven't mentioned before, but 
obviously there's the discipline, dedication, uh, hard work and all the basic stuff that a lot of kids already know. The other thing I would say is get rid of your ego as fast as you can. The faster you get rid of that ego, the farther you'll go with this game and in life. No, I love so, it, man. Ego, hey, yeah. ego stands for edge and got out anyways. So we should right. get rid of that. Ego has to go immediately because you have your own version of who you think you are. I'm not saying don't be confident. I'm not saying come in, don't come in with a chip on your shoulder, but maybe the better word would be to manage your ego. I think in some in some cases it's good to have an ego because it it um it puts you in a different mode, you know what I'm saying? It gives you a different amount yeah. of confidence. But you definitely have to manage that, you know what I mean? And don't let it override and get too out of control. I'd say that. So be cautious of your ego. It can either help you or from sure. No, that's good. What was your biggest surprise about playing college basketball that you didn't expect? It could be either at Fresno or even Long Beach State. What was the what, one big shock that you just weren't expecting? Hmm. Big shock, surprise, big shock. or were you or were you were you ready for it all? Uh, and I'm on straight. I'm on straight talk, so I have to be honest. And I would definitely say the business side. Uh. I was not prepared. I was super naive to the business side of basketball, man, and understanding that things aren't personal and staff, coaches, you know, the school, everyone's doing whatever they have to do to live. They have a job, they're getting paid. They have to do what they have to do. And there is a business side to this basketball. And I was not prepared for money being involved in this game. It definitely, it, it, it changed my perspective on it for sure. Which also, it also played a role in me not, you know, not fully wanting to go play overseas too. Because when you when you involve a paycheck with that basketball, I, it's just it turns into something else sometimes, man. And um, it takes the pureness out of basketball, which I mentioned earlier too, is what I'm all about. What I fell in love with basketball for was purely having fun and playing a game with no strings attached. And I was not ready for the business side that came with it for sure. No, nah, that make that make that makes sense, man. Um, how was the Portugal trip? I mean, I know you 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 took off, uh, you know, on your first trip outside the country, man. How was that? Uh, it was great, man. It was great. I got to see, uh, like you said, it was my first time out the country growing up. I never had the chance to take any vacations, like ever. So my family never was able to go on vacation, partly because I was playing basketball year round. And, you know, I'm always traveling and the summer months and everything. So basketball was my vacation for my family. You know, our trips to L.A. and across the country, Florida, Nationals and Memphis and all that. I would travel all across the country, but I've never been outside. So um, I recently got to go, man, and it was probably one of the most life-changing experiences I've ever, ever had. Just seeing how people live differently out there, the stress level that they don't have out there, how cheap stuff is out there, just the cost of living and um, the different, the, the way it looks, everything was, it was crazy, bro. It was a shock, but it was fun. I had a super fun time. Um, I got to see my girl play, man. That was great. She went off. So that, everything was good, man. I had a good time. Uh, it's beautiful, man. The world's beautiful. It's good. It's good to get out. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, who you listening to right now? Who's your favorite artist? Favorite artist? Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's a that's a very broad, tough question because it depends on what mood and vibe I'm in. But I put J Cole Future at the top of my list for sure. J Cole Future top of my list. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> you ready for this one? Who is the best Sheldon player of all time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to get me in trouble, bro. Uh, man, 
And this is just me, man. Every this is perspective, man. This is all perspective, and and everyone's answer could be different. To me, what I got to see with my own eyes, oh God, that's so hard. But it's coming from the 2013 team for sure. Those are my idols, Kari D, uh, oh. Darren, all them. That's that's my those are my idols and who I got to see with my own eyes growing up. So I would say the best player in Sheldon basketball. Has to ah God, I'm gonna get but <laughs> it's 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 Kari for me. I'm going to Kari. I'm going to Kari Allen. Um, just because he like we said, he was all around. He was all around player. He was a he always had the toughest matchup. I remember watching him guard Aaron Gordon. I remember watching him guard some of the best players out of Nor NorCal. Uh oh my God, there's one that went to Salesian, and I'm forgetting his name, but he was number 24. If you go back and look at the footage. But uh, I remember watching him guard him. So he always had the best assignments defensively, shut them down, and then started to do his Dougie offensively too. So, you know, I have the highest, utmost respect for that. So I'd probably say Kari Allen. Man, I spent a lot of time with him last year because Kai was, with, you know, playing with PHPS. Uh -huh. And he did, a lot of, he did a lot of training for them. Yeah. Uh, what, what a cool dude, you know. I, I obviously, you know, saw him from afar. Never really got to really, you know, I didn't know him personally, of course, uh, back then. But uh, no, it was cool, man. Cool vibing with him. He definitely has a love for the game, you know. Yeah. It, it was pretty dope though. See when some of these kids were challenging him, you know. He, he said, "Hi, too far removed." You know, he was out there yeah, trying, yeah. trying to, he was out there trying to kill these kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't know why. For some reason, they. I've had a few kids come and talk crazy, but man, I don't know what. <laughs> and that's the other thing. We never did that. I didn't do that. <laughs> I did not do that. I wouldn't. I didn't walk up to Kari and, and when I was in seventh grade, saying, "You're weak. You 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 suck." I'm like, I know what time it is. I'm just asking, can I play? Can I play with y'all, please? Yeah, <laughs> you know? they don't know what they don't know, man. I get you, man. Yeah. Um, last question, man, is uh, if you only had one word as a theme for 2024, what would it be? One word. It's a theme for 2024. For you, I mean, it could be personally, it could be, you know, business standpoint, it could be a one word or one sentence, one phrase, but what, what, what I guess, let me just restate that then. What would be the theme for you for 2024 if we just had to break it down? Um, as cliche as it may sound, bro, just elevating, just becoming a better version of me, um, elevating the people around me, um, and just, you know, pushing myself to a limit that I haven't reached before, seeing things, uh, um, and seeing things inside of myself of that I've never seen before, and just growing, man, not being afraid to do things differently, uh, step outside of my comfort zone. Anything I'm scared of, I want to do it. Uh, whether that be the, the 300 foot drop on a roller coaster that I'm terrified of and just facing it and doing it or, you know, being scared to, you know, take on a conference and lead it and, and teach something or just whatever. man. I just want to push myself to get outside of my comfort zone so I can grow and, and be a better Drew. You know what I mean? So I just stay elevated, man. Man, I love it. I love it, man. I believe the third time on the pod, bless us again. Yeah. Honestly, throughout the pod, I'm thinking, man, we could hit up so many other. I mean, they just gonna have to just get used to you, man. You might, you might just be coming on. <laughs> you might be just coming on every 15, 20 episodes, man. I just, just have to just, they just gonna have to get used to it. But uh, you know, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, always, always making the time. It's always great linking up to you. I know, you know, obviously we don't stay in steady contact. Uh, you know, directly. I know we have social media, but I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's always love when we connect, man. Honestly, it's so uh, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate you, man. Yo, for sure, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you uh, making the time to come back on, Drew. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me, man. We got it, and I'm good with the fifteen to twenty-two every time. I'm here. Yeah.
All right, guys. Hey, listen, if you want to, you know, connect with Drew, which I highly suggest you do, um, we got I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give you both of his IG handles to say both because his personal Drew Cobby Cobb, D-R-E-W-C-O-B-B-Y-C-O-B-B. Um, and then probably just as important is is Ele- Elevation Athletics, which is the number three. Always throws me off. Number three, which was his playing number, right? That's the playing number. Number three, number three, L E V A T I O N underscore Athletics, Elevation Athletics, but with the three in the front. Um, and definitely plug in. Look for. I mean, connect with him. Um, not only to you know get your player um, to the next level. Obviously, get some mentorship. And not just mentorship, you know, and, and develop them on the court, but as well as you heard throughout this whole episode, off the court to really develop them as people, so they could get ready to, you know, really be impact players, impact people, um, you know, on and off the court. Mm-hmm. And obviously, from someone that you know is a great source, the one that's literally probably and didn't probably speak on everything because it's impossible to do this all in 30, 45 to an hour. But um, a lot of things that, you know, your kid's probably going through. And, and this is a great source to, you know, to, to connect with. So um, d- definitely plug in. And for everyone out there, thank you for plugging in for another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Continue having a blessed day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strahan, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.